two weeks away from Make Solo 2 Happen Day. So mark your calendars, get your gear or swag, whatever you call it, and get ready because in 14 days, it is on. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> this is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We have a really great show in store for you. We have a lot to talk about in terms of directors coming to Star Wars in movies, shows, all down the line. It is our new show, so we're going to tackle uh, everything going on in a galaxy far, far away. James and Lacey with me as always. Speaking of which, guys, uh, Mando Fan Show came back with a vengeance on Friday. Uh, I was pumped to bring it back. I didn't realize we'd be bringing it back this soon. I was kind of uh, putting it away like Oshi's ship on Pisana, <laughs> collecting some dust until this fall. But here we are back with um, a little bit different version of the Mando Fan Show, but it still felt like it. Um, yeah. You guys uh, glad we're bringing that back? And how uh, how you been overall? How was... Uh, How's your life doing in these crazy wild times? I know we like to check in week to week on this, but uh, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I am glad that uh, we're bringing back Mando Fan Show, obviously. And I'm also glad that uh, my gas station shirt is holding up. Yeah, so you've talked about this before. Now, for the people not watching, uh, describe what that monstrosity that you're wearing is. So I just happened to be on a road trip, and... uh, I <laughs> I was in a gas station. And they had Star Wars shirts, and I was like, "All right, whatever." Look at these, and there was one, and I thought, "Oh, that's a pretty cool design. I like blue shirts." And uh, here it is, right here. As you can see, it's a Star Wars, right? Um, and it wasn't until it wasn't until after I bought the shirt, I was like, "Whatever, it's a cheap shirt. It's at a gas station, and it'll last as long as it'll last." It's actually lasted a lot longer. But it wasn't until after I bought the shirt and I went out to the car and I was sitting in the car looking at it when I realized that the shirt, in fact, says "Star Wars: The Force Awaken." No S. <laughs> no S. Look at that. It's incredible. Did you ever think about drawing an S on the end there? I've considered it. It's actually funnier. <laughs> yeah. but that's not the yeah. I I kind of like it because it's my Force Awakens shirt, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that's true. Lacey, what's going on? Nothing. I'm pumped. The Mando fan shows back. I love doing that show. Uh, I am loving the gallery series. Um, yeah. I, you guys know. I say this all the time. I love behind the scenes stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like seeing how it's done. Um, and we get into it on the Mando fan show, but, uh, I was super pumped to hear that Deborah Chow was like, oh, I love action. Uh, I'm all about it. That's what I love. That's what drives me. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, it's nice when you get someone's vision, right? Like she got the episodes with a, a lot of action and I was always saying mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, the action leads where her co- camera movements are going. And then to hear her be like, oh, action's my favorite thing. I was like, yes, I get you. Um, yeah. and yeah. I'm just, she was three and seven, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. So, which I think were like the, the you know some of the best. Yes. If not the two best. I think yeah, the so. third episode was the best episode of the season. I know people a lot of a lot of people like the last one. Um, I mm-hmm. still like the third one. Is just so good where he goes back and, but um, it just makes me more excited for the Kenobi series because she's the director on that. So yeah, wow, makes and me pumped. The I mean you know every Friday we're gonna be tackling one. Uh, episode going forward of the remaining six but we knocked out um the first two because it was the mm-hmm. first mando fan show so we covered the first one and the second mm-hmm. episode legacy which talked to the cast and crew about the 
legacy of Star Wars and kind of preserving that and honoring that. And uh, so we got the directors and then we got the, that part of it. And that was interesting to uh, be able to give our takes on that. But um, that's why we have the Mando Fan Show. So if you haven't checked out that yet, it is not only just on the Star Wars Newsnet YouTube channel, but also on the podcast feed for Star Wars Newsnet and the Resistance broadcast. You can get that anywhere on any of the audio platforms. But you don't get all the cool little images and, and the little doohickeys that uh, James and all my editing toss up and all, and all the <laughs> superb editing done behind the scenes um, and uh, these baby blues right here well James does all the graphics I just edit it yeah right. she pops them in I pop them right. in and I'm just completely and utterly unstoppable unstoppably term. charming and, and you're the host John yeah. you're so yeah. wonderful uh, no, but um, the other thing I want to get into real quick, James, uh, speaking of which, you had a great run on the Clone Wars fan show. That thing picked up a lot of steam uh, as the season heated up and uh, the font changed to red. And uh, just give us a, <laughs> give us a, a quick uh, couple sentences on uh, to put a bow on the, the Clone Wars fan show on your experience doing that. Uh, pretty all solo. Yeah, no, it was actually, it was, it was interesting and a lot of fun because, um, sometimes I think like where we bounce off of each other really well, I was like, man, what, what is it going to be like, um, being, and I don't know, I just, uh, even in the first couple of episodes, I was a little off, but I figured out my pattern. I figured out how I wanted to produce the show and it felt pretty good by the end of it. I felt, uh, that I had come to feel like I was talking to people just through the camera. Mm -hmm. Whereas normally I feel like I'm talking to you and I get feedback immediately. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to like have a conversation with nobody and still have a good time and be interested in, in talking about certain things. Um, and, uh, for anybody that, you know, hasn't watched it or watched the Clone Wars fan show, um, or this final season yet. Um, I just, I, I think I'm with most people with like, slow start like hey when are we going to get to the good stuff but at the end of it like you feel very accomplished that you watched all that you watched you look back on it and you're like hey those were all really good episodes i really liked those and the series ends with four episodes that were meant to be pre presented like as if it was a movie and um yeah and i joke i'm not no hyperbole it's some of the best star wars that's ever been created and it's crazy to think that um you know we're still getting it you know disney is still producing stuff that you could that you could arguably say is some of the best star wars ever created and it's just it's yeah awesome. i um the the finale especially um just my quick take on the the return of the clone wars um i thought was uh brooding and dark um and uh, it doesn't leave you feeling good, um, but that's the state of the galaxy. It is the pairing running along, like when you're on a highway with a with a median, but both or sections are going the same way. There's Revenge of the Sith there, and there's the Clone Wars, and they're all yeah. uh, going along. And you're not seeing what's going on with Obi Wan and Anakin anymore. This is what's happening with Ahsoka and Rex and everyone else, and you're kind of seeing where they were at when those things were happening. Kind of like at the beginning of the final episode, you hear the music of. Padme's funeral so it gives you the idea that maybe that's going on there and I know you touched about all this stuff in the Clone Wars fan show so definitely go check it out but my my parting mm -hmm. words on that you know the the final scene um if you haven't seen it yet jump ahead to resistance report but 
um vader showing up and he looked really good the best i've seen vader animated in a while maybe ever in star wars and uh him kind of picking up that lightsaber and you get those vibes almost like kenobi picking up anakin's lightsaber but it's a flipped sort of situation and um so good and it gives you and the the music gave me those blade runner vibes and it's very noir feeling and it leaves you feeling like empty but in a sad, it, tie, it ties to rebels too. Don't forget that as well. Yeah, right. And 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 uh, just, but a satisfying ending for for a show that had a long run that lasted twelve years. Um, and Lacey, uh, James, you had brought this up before. Lacey was there to hear the announcement on that. That it was. Yeah, I I, I was gonna ask you, Lacey, like, um, to remind us, like, go take us through that state of the fandom when when the clone wars was announced for it was coming back oh at san diego comic-con i was like where was i yeah (laughs) i thought you guys were like you were there i'm like was i (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah no it was nuts um i was in a a panel for san diego comic-con and ashley was there and matt lanter was there who else was there i don't know if sam Witwer was there he might have been there i don't know i don't know feloni was definitely there um Mm -hmm. I just remember going in being like, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the show, but I just want to see what's going to happen. And I want to be in a room with everybody else that's pumped. Like I feed off of other people's energy. So I was just excited to be in the room. Um, and then when they announced it, like there were people straight up crying, like Ashley Eckstein was crying. Other people in the room were crying. And to know that Disney and Star Wars, Lucasfilm listened to fans and brought this show back just gives me so much hope for Make Solo 2 happen and other Star Wars content yeah. that we could eventually get. Um, James, I know you would love to see another Rebel series. Um, so this is another example of like, they're listening. They hear you. They know what fans want. Um, and if, which is most likely, Ahsoka shows up in The Mandalorian, that's another example of they're listening to you. Um, so it's just exciting to see everybody pumped about the show. And, um, even if people are like, oh, I'm emotionally wrecked, like they still loved it. Um, like you guys said, so that's, it's just great. And I, and I was more than anything excited for Ashley to get to be Ahsoka again. And I hope she gets to be Ahsoka again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Odds are good on that. But, uh, James, we have other stuff to hop into, um, some really exciting news that I think every fan's wrapping their arms around. So let's hop into uh, the Resistance Report this week. It's the Resistance. Wow, John, you are right. We have a we have a lot of content to talk about, mostly because this is the episode after. May the 4th, which <laughs> was nuts. Uh, is is big because, you know, I think we kind of joked last week that uh, that we don't really know how much information we're going to get. Sometimes they'll put a little something out there, a little something special. You can expect something, but I actually feel like they released a lot of stuff. And uh, one of the big takeaways, uh, we did a, a special 
call with our resistance officers and I asked everybody what was the big takeaway and almost everybody gave the answer of this next story which was Taika Waititi is officially directing a new Star Wars feature film and he's going to be co-writing it with uh, Christy Wilson Carnes um, co-writing but he will be directing and then uh, also in in tie with that as well we also got news that uh, and this is more of an official thing because it was kind of reported uh, that Leslie Headland is also going to be doing uh, a series for Disney Plus as well. So just right off the top, man, that has got to be the biggest news of, of the week, right? Um, we've got so much more, but let's get started with this. Um, John, what do you think about the story of Taika Waititi directing a Star Wars feature film? It's great news uh, for a lot of reasons. One, you know, out of the gate when it was announced, you usually do the whole like wince and look through your eyes and wait for the social media storm and people getting <laughs> mad about an announcement. And it just didn't happen after he was announced. So that was surprising uh this day and age for for star wars fans uh so that's a good thing um so people seem to be overall embracing the decision there for taika watiti um it's hard to not like the guy even if you don't love all of his movies he's very charming he's very likable um and he's very talented uh maybe people are off the heels of chapter eight of the mandalorian and they're like you know what that guy did a really good job and i, I like what he's bringing to the table here um mm-hmm. now uh and it's 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 a hell of a team. Uh, Christy Wilson Carnes, I'll be honest, not very familiar with her, but 1917 really uh, took waves at the uh, at the Oscars and and Golden Globes, and um, you know her writing that uh, paired with Taika, who also won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. You gotta expect you're gonna get a, a great script here, and we know what he can do behind the camera directing. So. Um, all we na- all we need to know now is find out exactly what it is, and that's the one thing that Star Wars seems to be holding back on. They're always telling us who's making the movies, who's writing the yeah. movies, who's producing the shows, but they never tell us what they're called, what they're about, or what they're when they're going to take place, or when they're going to come out. Which takes me to my my next point. Um, before uh, Lacey hops in, uh, thinking this might be the the Kevin Feige produced movie that uh, Kathleen Kennedy talked about it would make sense because of the Marvel pairings and ties between him and Taika Waititi and you got to think it's the think, 2022 one you got to think it is because mm. um they still they're still not talking about Ryan Johnson he wasn't mentioned once on May the 4th uh he's been very vague but said he's still working on ideas that sounds very pen to paper still um and right. Again, I, I keep saying this on the podcast, but I feel like it keeps it needs the uh, warrants being repeated. Um, Ryan Johnson's not a guy, not a guy who struggles coming up with ideas. If you saw Knives Out, so to think that he's still trying to come up with ideas after three years of being announced, uh, there's something more to this here, and I'm curious what what's going to happen with that. So, um, but and again, that rounds me out to thinking that this movie with Taika is going to be the new one slotted into that slot for uh, slotted into the slot for 2022 because <laughs> right now that's the only movie on the schedule uh and the it begs my final question is it a standalone or is are we kicking off a new sort of saga what franchise do you type of thing here i, I don't know because i could see him popping in and just doing some wacky solo standalone mm. star wars movie but i hope it's it's a kickoff of something bigger um imagine that, if I, that's just, what it is imagine if it's the next story of ray oh my god i'd lose it it won't be. I, I know, I don't, but imagine if it was. 
I know. I I, that, I, mean, <laughs> I I actually, if if you were to tell me he's gonna do something that's already like to pick off off something that's already happened, I would love for him to do solo. Uh, Only because he's picked up solo. Thor from where it was. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Oh, what did you say? Great. Taika doing. He said he would be a great director for Solo too. Yeah, that would be. Oh, he would be. Yeah, but he would be. I think. If you're putting in this pedigree and you're bringing that's what you're is. bringing them in off of the Oscar <laughs> wins and the Oscar accolades and all that, and you have both writers involved here, they're giving them a blank canvas and they're saying, "Go, tell us, tell us what our next story is." So I think they're mm-hmm. they're giving them a clean slate here. So if you had a choice, if you were Kathleen Kennedy and you were deciding, would you pick Solo for him, or would you let him do the saga? Like, what would be your pick for him? Oh, I. Neither. I would honestly... If you're saying I had to pick one of those two options, you're saying? No, like pick... Would you rather him do his own oh. story, whatever, oh, yeah. solo, or saga? No, no. I, if I had a blank... Yeah, blank piece. Go ahead. Just write whatever you want and, and go. <laughs> like, I, I think he is so... Um, he's zany and inventive enough, but he's also kind of genius in that way. You could tell... Even him in interviews, he's just a very smart guy, and he kind of gets it. And yeah. what... And what they said about him in that documentary about how he gets the humor and how he knows that Star Wars doesn't take itself seriously, but it, it knows what it is and that sort of thing. He's saying all the right things. And he's a guy who is a, usually a little like off the cuff with his responses, but I think he's also mm-hmm. very calculated. Um, I think this is a great pick. I think they're going to give him a blank canvas, and I think he earned it as a creator. Now, Ragnarok didn't do superb at the box office uh, it's one of the best marvel movies only I think. 380 domestic and maybe only... that's not their well look at you know solo made uh 390 and it's run and people said it bombed uh cume but uh, that wasn't the narrative john the narrative just... was that it did bad yeah i know that's what i mean um <laughs> but i i think i think he's gonna get a clean slate and be able to just uh, tell the story he wants with um with uh, Christy Wilson Carnes, that's the name, right? I keep yep. slipping that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm excited and uh, I trust it, and I think um, I think he'll do a good job. Hey, Lacey, really quick to answer your question, hands <laughs> down, make Solo two happen. Really? I think Absolutely. he'd be perfect for it, and he'd come up with crazy creatures and aliens and droids and all this other I, stuff. So do too. I. But I, do you think he would want to do that? Absolutely. Everyone no. loves Han Solo. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. No. <laughs> I I feel if he like had a choice, Waititi... if they were like, here, you could do solo or nothing. No, no, no. If he if he had a chance to do solo or nothing, he might do it or whatever. But I, I think if he had a chance to create his own Star Wars world or pick up solo, he'd probably go for the sure. create your own world. Sure. But I think that, you know, wh- where he, he won, or uh, I don't know, actually, I don't remember if he won or was nominated. Um, he but, won the Oscar. Uh, where, he won for best adapted it was for screenplay. Best adapted, correct. Yeah. Um, which means he was taking a character that had already been created uh, and a world that had already been right. created, and he improved it, made it better. Same with Thor. And I actually read a thread. Well, exactly. That was my point. So uh, I, I read a thread recently that was like, "What was? What's a movie that was better than its, you know, uh, uh, original property?" And uh, they said Jojo Rabbit because he he improved it. Um, right. Uh, and that was that was where I was getting with with Thor as well. Is that he took a, a franchise that was kind of like, oh, we don't, I, we might not know exactly what we want to so do bad. with this character, and they've reinv- he reinvented him into something else. I'm I'm confident, very confident that Taika could create 
But right now, what he's good at is taking what's been given to him and improving it incredibly. And with his style of humor, I would love to see Han and Chewie find themselves in situation with, so with that type of Taika humor. Absolutely. Um, oh, I so, agree with that. I just don't think he's so, gonna. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with like the reality versus in the imaginary scenario, which one would you rather him do? Uh, he, I would prefer him to do solo too. Lacey, let's get to you. Come on. Let's talk about this. Uh, what do you I've thoughts? been chiming in the whole time, but all right, there you go. Now is my time. I'm the captain. So Lacey, first and, of all, and, and, and don't hesitate to take your time here. And just really, he had to just get it out. in there. One last. <laughs> so what I was going to say first is every time I read these notes, I just see Christy Carlson Romano instead of Christy. Carlson oh, Cards. Yeah. Because guys, I have Disney plus, right? We all do. I've been watching even Stevens like nonstop. That show is so good. Shia LaBeouf is a genius. I would love to see him in a Star Wars. Anyway. That being said, honey boy. Oh, he's so good. So good. Um, I am super pumped about the uh, Taika announcement. I think like James said and John said, he's just above and beyond super creative. So funny. Um, I actually in the gallery show, they did all these interviews um, with Taika and other people about Taika. And like John said, they talked about how he's great with finding the humor in action, but not letting it overtake the Mm -hmm. action and stuff like that. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was when he said that he was a painter first and then it was a tough place to be because of galleries and that type of world. So then he went into writing and then he went into film and he realized he can mush all this stuff together with, you know, composition and writing and how to put together a movie and music and all these things. Uh, And then how that's how he got into uh, film which brings me to why he's a great choice for this, because also he talks about how he's recycling things from other movies. <laughs> which, yeah, that was awesome. One of the funniest parts is when he's like, yeah, I went to this this costume shop and was like, what's in your trash? Like, what can I have that you're throwing out or getting rid of or didn't use for Lord of the Rings that I can repurpose? And I think that that kind of spirit is perfect for a Star Wars movie, like problem solving and like, what can mm-hmm. I do in a weird budget and also, what can I do that is just weird? Like, he just gets this, like, Ragnarok is so charming and wonderful because of Taika. It wouldn't have been that way without him. Mm-hmm. So I agree with James. That's why I kind of lean towards the what is he doing that isn't original because what he's done so far is adapting things and taking things and making them better. Like, Thor Dark World was terrible. <laughs> so bad. And then you get Ragnarok, which is in a complete another direction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he could. I I would love for him to do solo. I think it would. He would be perfect for it. But I don't think they wouldn't bring back John Kasdan. That's where I'm kind of like it can't be solo because they would have brought him back, right? They yeah. wouldn't do that without John Kasdan. Yeah, prob- potentially. Yeah, probably. I would think probably not. Um, Kasdan's weird though, right now. You know, I, I love him for what he did with Solo with his dad, of course, right. but he was sort of involved with Indy and then not, and, but he's still obviously very close with Michelle Regevon, as James is well aware. Right, because she <laughs> sent him a picture of a shirt, yeah. Um, that it, That's interesting. I think he's always kind of hanging out, uh, yeah. and he may even be in a little bit involved in the Willow thing they got going on. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. But But, overall, um, I'm super pumped. I think he's going to do a really awesome job. 1917 has only been given praise and wonderful reviews. I haven't seen it personally. 
I have a tough time with. I haven't movies. seen it yet either. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really watching Even Stevens a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mom, my third rewatch of Boy Meets World. Screw to 1917. Even Stevens is so good. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna do a great job, and I think you know I've given my thoughts on the Leslie Headland stuff a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah. seeing her tweets talking about it and seeing, um the way she's reacted to the news of how excited she is gets me excited for it. And I'm willing to get excited that someone else is coming into the star Wars creator family and will give us a new voice that we haven't had before. Um, yeah, real quick, James, uh, Lacey, if he does say whatever reason, tight, they're like, Taika is doing a solo and he's going to revive that because of Mm -hmm. what he did with Thor didn't do as well. And he kind of, whatever, do you think he would have a lot of YTT freighters in that movie? You just YTT? Do you do this to us, John? <laughs> no, but uh, in a serious note, though, his his independent movie um, that What We Do in the Shadows was original, and people love yeah. that. So I give um, you such a genuine like, yes, John. Yeah. <laughs> that it just sucked all the energy out of me. Just ooh. I um moving on James please save save us. <laughs> I don't know what more to say. Uh I mean I think we've kind of talked a little bit about how his refreshing positive nature um it's kind of funny because John you mentioned at the very beginning that you know when you were holding your hand over your face and like waiting for everybody to go crazy on social <laughs> he probably would be the person leading the charge. I would I could see a tweet from him being like fire Taika. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I was approached. That's a good point, man. What does that mean? I've seen a Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, what about that, James? What about the fact that he, him and Leslie Headland doing the whole oh, I don't know thing or, you know, the... It's legal. NDAs, the rumors thing. Yeah. To. You know, it's kind of... You know, there's something really interesting about this guy's personality because... Um, you know, he says things uh, when he's on the gallery of the Mandalorian show and he's, you know, it's just like, man, taken out of context or if you just wrote this <laughs> like line, the way he talks about how he, he doesn't really like people. Like there's something about like you just immediately go like, I get it. He's joking. It's a joke. Um, but he's not afraid to say that stuff. And that's that's what's kind of interesting is the he people, you know, he was rumored to do this thing and he just totally plays it off slash lies and says he isn't doing it here he isn't involved and at the end of it i feel like most other directors probably would have been villainized for that you know they're like you were lying about this like when we asked you you didn't i mean even matt smith you know was like asked about (laughs) you know this stuff and he's like trying to work around the answers and everybody's like why aren't you just telling us the truth and stuff but like when taika does it we're all like yeah he got us you know yeah there's something positive about him even you know in just about any scenario no matter what he what is thrown at him he manages to uh turn it around and make everybody happy let me ask so oh no go ahead let me ask no go (laughs) you (laughs) so what if what if taika's doing the boba fett movie Because they did all I don't that. Know. I mean, Wissen. they did all the work for it already. Did you say Wissen? Yes. 
Are you hunting Jojo rabbits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Listen he, to me. You, with her Smith and Wisson. <laughs> my brain moved faster than my mouth did. That happens a lot. Uh, all right. So they already what if did he does a, lot- a Wando sequel? Shut up. Oh they already gosh. did a lot of work on it. Um, you know, and it got scrapped. But what if they're bringing it back because of all the work he's done on Mando? He's shown that he can do action and bounty hunters and kind of a dark but with humor. And then she's coming from 1917, which is war. So, like, you mix those two together and it would make kind of sense for the Boba Fett movie. And it's something that fans want. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't want to. I don't want to totally sit here and be like, well, "What if he's doing Yoda? Well, what if he's doing?" You know? I, think he's I know, but that I blank think canvas guys. I, I agree do. with the blank canvas. I'm just saying, mm. if I was to pick a character that he's probably going to get, it might be the Boba Fett movie. An established. The, la- yeah. the last right. point I have on Taika, just for because usually directors have Taika one more time. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Did you just drop a Taika joke? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> she tried. <laughs> Take it one more time. Yeah. Take it one more time. Oh God! Take a break. Um, uh, di- like you know, directors usually have tendencies on what they do with releasing info and stuff. Like Ron Howard teased photos from Solo, and JJ is very secretive. Did did. Taika release anything about Thor like along the way like did he tease things like because that's what you're going to get out of him when he makes his Star Wars movie whatever he did for that is probably going to be the similar type of vibe when he's making his Star Wars movie so I mean he announced Jane was coming back as Thor at San Diego Comic-Con did he yeah yeah Yeah, he's announced female Thor that's a big thing I just want to go back and kind of see what he did throughout the production of Thor to try to get an idea of what we're Mm. in store for well, didn't he post? And I did he post stuff about Mandalorian, or did Favreau? Uh, no, I don't think he did. Favreau did a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there was um, him and him voicing uh, IG Eleven. There was an image of that, which maybe what you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I you know I think he's going to be great no matter what he's doing. Um, uh, even <laughs> Love and Thunder, man, he's bringing in Christian Bale and stuff. It's like, yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, all right, but let's uh, let's move on to other directors because we have um, a couple of the directors that were officially announced on May the fourth. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez is going to be uh, directing an episode or possibly more of The Mandalorian season two, as well as Peyton Reed, uh, both known for their you know wonderful feature films. Robert Rodriguez doing all sorts of stuff from um, John. What are what are the big ones for you? Um, Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, no, I like I like um, the Desperado trilogy. I like that stuff. Didn't he do Death um, Proof? No, yeah. he did Planet no. Terror. Planet Terror. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did the one with um, like Rosario Dawson, and she has the machine gun leg and, and, and that sort of thing. That wasn't Rosario Dawson. Oh, wasn't that look Rose at that. McGowan? Oh, no, Maybe that's Rose his... Ma- uh, I'm sorry, what's her name? Rose McGowan? Rose yes. McGowan, right? Yeah, you know how Rosaria I know that that da- poster is sitting in my living room. Rosario Dawson's in Death Proof. You just mixed me completely. Yes. Up. Um, yeah. yeah, and he did, but uh, Sin City, which I loved. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, um, I like. Uh, go ahead. I thought you were asking me to <laughs> go off here. I, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was. I was just wanting you to name a couple of your favorite Robert Rodriguez movies, oh. uh, and then I was going to mention Peyton Reed. Obviously, is known for. Yeah. The Ant Man movies on. one and two, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Never heard of that movie. Um, okay, 
<laughs> Lacey, what, what do you what do you think of Bring It On? I love Bring It On. It's like the best movie ever. <laughs> it's such a good movie. You can't say it's not. Goodness, we are all over the place. John, do you want to talk about this? Sure, sure. Um, Robert Rodriguez, what what do you need to say other than uh, a guy who has pedigree uh, doing Western style films? Um, Good friends with John Favreau. It could have been a very casual situation where he invited him down and, and had a discussion uh, over lunch. And he's like, do you want to knock out one of these episodes for us? And he's like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to see what he brings to the table. You know, and, you know, a lot of people are you're either like a uh, really into what he does or you don't know a lot about Robert Rodriguez, I guess. It's not one of those things. He's not necessarily a household name, but he's a very successful in, in what he's done for uh, the better part of 30 years. Um, but the things he has done, he does well and he knows that genre and that style. And you could just see Mando marching out there and some sort of, I'll meet you at high noon for the big face off, uh, but in, but happening in star Wars and him directing that superbly. And again, shout out to, uh, BSR, Steve Ellis broke this on their show that he was doing it. And on top of doing that, he said he heard, what he shot was great. And usually people mm. inside the walls won't say that um, unless they're confident in it because you don't want to oversell things and start getting stuff out there and overhyping stuff. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. I mean, look, John Favreau's running the ship, right? You got Bryce Dallas Howard who never directed a thing in her life and she directed an episode of the show that a lot of people really enjoy in terms of uh, yeah. everything that happened, uh, even though, though it was... Uh, a little bit of a throwback to, uh, I don't know if it was like... Uh, Seven Samurai. Yes, yeah, right, Seven Samurai. So <clears throat> you have an experienced director like him, you got to expect it's going to be a, a, a good situation and a good product. So I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Lacey, any thought on these directors coming to The Mandalorian Season 2? Well, I think Peyton Reed did a great job with Ant-Man. He made a character that nobody really cared about uh, into someone <laughs> that is lovable and funny and... It's just like a super fun movie. Um, also, yeah. that helps that it's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is like the golden retriever, like Chris Evans of people. Like you can't not like him. The golden retriever. That's so is Chris. Chris Evans is the same. They're like the same level. They're both yeah. like attractive. They don't age and they're super nice and everybody loves them. Like I've never heard anybody talk bad about either of those people. Um, but I'm actually more excited about Robert Rodriguez only because... Um, He's done a lot of these like nitty gritty dark action movies, um, and I really liked Alita: Battle Angel. I know people are kind of on the fence; they're either they really really love it or they were like meh. I thought it was really fun to watch. I had a great time throughout the movie, and I think that the technology that was used in the movie is crazy. Um, he worked with James Cameron on it, and. I could see why he'd want to be involved with The Mandalorian because The Mandalorian is really pushing the boundaries with technology and changing the way that we look at TV and movies from now until years from now. Um, So I could see why he'd want to get involved. And that picture he posted of him and Baby Yoda is absolutely adorable. And that's something that, like, Hmm. if I got a picture like that, that would be on the wall right when you walk into my house. Like, that is the first thing you would see. I might hang it on my (laughs) front door. (laughs) This this happened. Pain Reed was um, like, oh, here's the yeah, helmet. Lee- I was like, get your picture out of here. Yeah, right. He's like, what do I have? What can I take a picture of? 
Um, yeah, Lacey, you nailed it. Uh, for me, Robert Rodriguez is uh, very well known for his um, contributions in the technology world. Um, I, I kind of, uh, I don't know a whole lot about him. Like, I haven't seen a lot of his films. Um, but I do know that when his name gets brought up, it usually gets brought up. He's kind of a cult director. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't know who he is, but the people who do know who he is are like, Obsessed. he's the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, his his innovation in the way he thinks about uh, a unique view on directing and how to u- utilize technology fits in perfectly with The Mandalorian. So I think that, that John is, uh, John Favreau, that is, is using um, his... Uh, asset here which is i have this show i have new technology i have opportunity to reach out to someone in this uh space and uh, really do something special with robert rodriguez um the other thing about peyton reed that i don't think anybody said is um peyton reed created a movie in the marvel cinematic universe that at the time we were kind of toying around with this idea but i feel like it officially landed when ant-man came out Mm -hmm. and that was that while the mcu has its overall tone of what to expect and the type of humor and the type of uh look of the movies they all have the special kind of feel to them you know uh uh, this one is kind of this movie and this one is kind of like this movie. Yeah. And I feel like the one that really broke into that was Ant-Man because they said it's a heist film. Right. And, and if he was hired to do a heist film in the Marvel cinematic universe, it doesn't surprise me. Ant-Man and the Wasp is kind of like that too. Um, it doesn't surprise me that, Hey, he landed a, a, a high budget heist movie we need him in the Mandalorian. Who's the guy you want to do a big budget heist movie? Right. You know, um, so he almost makes me feel like you might see um, a heist story for his episode. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. That's just a because they're going to bring that crew back on my part. That uh, crew that were, were left Burr. on the pr- yeah the prison yeah. ship. Yeah. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Maybe they have to team up again. You know? you know what's funny? Um, I haven't seen a lot of. I don't know that I've seen a full Ant Man movie. If I have to be honest, like I think it's one. Of I those, saw the first one, not the second one. I think it's one of those MC. How many? There's two of them. There's two. Yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp is the second. I one. Which leads one into Endgame. That when they toss it on yes. like TNT or whatever, I'll catch it or something for a little bit, and I enjoy what I watch. But it's never been like, ah, oh, I gotta, I gotta throw Ant Man. So I really don't know much about Peyton Reed, but. I'm not gonna lie. I think I've seen both of them three times. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like the first one. Yeah. I just never. It was one of those things that I think, and this is just me. Movies now, I kind of pick and choose what I go to. Well, not anymore, but I used to pick and choose what I go to. So it was just like mm-hmm. I'll just wait for that to come out on video, and it hasn't. Well, now I mean, it is on yeah. Disney Plus, so maybe I'll have to stop watching Even Stevens and watch. Think about <laughs> this for a second, though, guys. John Favreau. Taika Waititi, Peyton Reed, Kevin Feige, all just slowly becoming a part of the Star Wars fabric. <laughs> I don't think Carl that's Weathers. a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I had I, to throw that director in there. Yes, Carl Weathers, yes. Um, but no, MCU-wise, uh, though, it's all of a sudden you like look and there's like a list forming and it's like... Synergy. Mm, yeah. Disney yeah. loves Synergy. So interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. Um, you know what else is interesting to see? A sequel Ooh. to Jedi Fallen oh. Order. 
Yeah, we got one last thing we want to talk about in the resistance report before we move on to the rundown. Uh, but uh, I did want to mention that Jedi Fallen Order has officially um, franchised, I guess, if you, if you want to say it that way. Uh, we thought it might have been a, a one-and-done game, but it looks like they are planning to carry on the characters. Um, the ending kind of lets you know that, but you never know. Um, but they are going to be doing more of these. The only thing that bums me out is that uh, after this was announced, I saw Jedi Fallen Order 2, Jedi Fallen Order 2, Jedi Fallen Order 2, and I'm like, that's not what it's going to be called. I get it. It's a Baby Yoda <laughs> thing. What else are you going to say? But I I feel very confident that it's going to be Jedi colon something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Are we right? Are we wrong? Uh, yeah, I agree. probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lacey, what do you think about uh, this coming back? You you loved Fallen Order, right? Yeah, it was super fun. I didn't get all the way through, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's one of those games that you need to really put in a lot of time, which we said when we were leading into it. Like, I was like, man, you, you get better over time. You build skills. Like, mm-hmm. you could really... What you put into the game is what you get out of it. Um, my favorite games are FPS, so I just like killing people. <laughs> so while you get to kill people in this game and stuff it's not the same as like battlefront which is where i love to spend my video gaming time um so Lacey, but, you're the deborah chow of trb i guess so i i love just like running in there and just <laughs> blowing people <laughs> um so yeah i i'm excited that they're making another one um i gotta get through the first one this gives me some time to do that but um again Guys, this just means more Star Wars content. This means that they listened to fans. They wanted this other game. They're making it a franchise. What else can they expand on? And it just means the galaxy is getting bigger and bigger. And that's just exciting. So I'm pumped for all the people that really love this game. Um, Yep. John, what do you think about this? I I think it's great because I know... And I haven't bought... I haven't had a system since PS3. You want to come over? You can play mine. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But my PS3 is down underneath my console here, and it doesn't work anymore because my son broke it, and he broke the power button. (laughs) That's been my last console, and I have been hesitant to get back into video gaming because I'm not... I feel like I'm not that good at modern video games, and I'm intimidated by them because there's so much to do now. It's not just do the thing and beat the game. It's, oh, you have to download this content and add this and this skin for this character, and it's, it's just so overwhelming to me. But I like... Hearing that a Star Wars game was successful and well-received because it seems like there's been a lot of, oh, they disappointed us again. Oh, that one didn't go. I didn't like that one. So I like hearing that. Uh, I also keep sometimes forgetting that this is a game because you got all that animation and the video in-game and you have Cameron Monaghan, who I loved uh, Shameless, and I still watch that. It's funny. I told my wife when we were at Celebration that he came on stage and that uh, we saw, Lacey and I saw him at uh, the Rise of Skywalker premiere hanging out. And my wife thought that was the coolest part of me being there <laughs> at a Star Wars event was Cameron Monaghan from Shameless. So He was like taking uh, pictures with Chewie. It was really cute. Yeah. And you kind of almost think like, is this guy eventually going to play this character outside of the video games? But um, just back to the game alone, I have a decision to make. Like, the yeah, PS5 coming out, right? Yep. Like... Do I get back in? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot of time to play games anyway, but I feel like I should maybe just get another system because it's been so long. And I would love to try another Star Wars game, but, like, is there an easy mode? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, there is. There is? John, 
Yeah. So look, you got to do what I do. What? You just watch it on YouTube. Yeah, James know, just watches I, the gameplay. I did, which no, is also watched, what a lot of people do. No, okay, I watched yeah. the story mode. I did that for Battlefront Two. I watched the the in the story. I did that. Sure. Um, but what you'd still need to go into more detail with that, though. Are you watching the person play it? No. Or are you no, watching no, the video? No. Like you can watch someone play it. Like Star Wars Explained plays it all the yeah, time. That's that's what I'm saying. That's creepy. <laughs> no, it's not. I feel like I'm no, standing behind their couch, like. What are you doing? No, Alex like answers questions and stuff. It's actually pretty fun. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, it's to me, it's like you're playing the game, but it's it's on. You know how like when you'll watch like a like a a heavy drama HBO show or whatever yeah. versus like Friends. Yeah. It's kind of on in the background, and then when you're done with it, you're like, yeah, I remember what happened. I remember all those episodes, but you don't have to like pay super attention to it. In a video game, it's like you have to sit down and you have to actually like sit there and focus on every move that you're doing. Right, it's that's very I mean. yeah. intensive. This is this takes all of that away, man. It's playing and you're kind of like, okay, he's making his way through the thing and he's jumping over a couple things. He's still fighting those guys. No worries. I can you know wash the dishes or whatever. And you're kind of watching it. And you're paying attention. And then when things happen, when he gets to another area, you kind of stop for a second and you check it out and you go on that like you know eighteen twenty hour journey through 18, the game and when you're done you're like, yep yeah i'm a, i'm i'm probably in the course of like 25 hours tw- 26 or 28 maybe even hours into final fantasy 7 remake right now holy cow um i mean i i get it it's like it's like a tv show or something you know i've watched like, like 20 hours seasons of or something but <laughs> yeah but but it but it it's just it's playing the game just without the with with on zone out mode. Yeah, but you're not. Playing it's also it. like Someone sitting. Mode, you can't. Right, but it's also like but going you, to your friend's house. But you're and doing watching the them same play. thing they would do. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not hitting the buttons. You're just watching them do it. Yeah. John, I'm not fighting Darth Vader either. I'm watching <laughs> Luke do it. I don't understand what you, what your issue is here. John, Twitch is a huge thing on the internet. Uh, I know, e-sports. but yeah, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching a Jedi fight. Uh, uh, Inquisitor. I know. That my point the, is, am I getting back into playing video games? That's what I'm saying. Well, Come okay. over to my house. Yeah. You can try it out, and then you can decide. I have both games, Battlefront right. and Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Well, this is a long episode. It's a good game. Yeah, but it's a good game, <laughs> and uh, I am excited for more versions of the game to come out yep. so I can go on that journey again and see what's going to happen to our good buddy, Cal. And BD1. All right. um, That's it for the Resistance Report. Let's head on over to the Scoundrels Rundown. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. One, two, three. Punch it! Punch Punch it! it. All right, guys. Become a Resistance Officer. If you'd like access to more content or would just like to support us, join us now at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. You'll immediately gain access to exclusive content, including eight mini episodes, monthly Q&As, polls, behind the scenes videos, and you qualify for the other benefits that come with being a resistance officer at each tier. So if you were thinking about joining, now is the time. We want to give a shout out and a special thank you to our generals, Mello, AKA a gray Jedi, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, and Val Trichkoff. 
now that that's over which is one which is wonderful <laughs> it was just like a real big mouthful okay so this thursday we're joined by stunt coordinator for the rise of skywalker eunice huthart is that correct did i say that right yes eunice that was for you <laughs> Uh, so we had so much fun chatting with her about her career and her experience in the movie, and we can't wait for you guys to check it out, so don't miss it. Guys, this is the fan favorite from the Skywalker Legacy documentary, and we were so pumped to have her come on the show. I can't tell you enough, like, honestly, the one of the best interviews we've ever had. I had so much fun. I haven't laughed so hard in, like, the longest time. Uh, so check it out on Thursday. It's great. Um... So yeah, for May the 4th, we partnered with BluefinBrands.com for several giveaways. We have the winners of two of them here. The other will be picked on StarWarsNewsNet.com today. For our YouTube giveaway, we asked you to comment on last Monday's episode with hashtag BluefinToWin. John came up with that, so clever. And the winner is Mark Morikawa, a.k.a. DeKind Vacants. Hey! Hey! Congrats! And please email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com and we'll get you the Bluefin Brands Samurai Kylo Ren and Millennium Falcon model ASAP. Nice haul. I get all the fun stuff tonight. The second giveaway was our Twitter retweet contest for Samurai Captain Phasma and Poe Dameron's The Rise of Skywalker X-Wing with R2-D2. And the winner of that contest is at RickZ's88. Congrats. Hey. Whoa, Rick. Congrats. You won. We're going to send you a DM on Twitter for that information, or for your information, and get you those as soon as possible. We want to thank Bluefin, and thank for it. thank you to everyone who entered and for being part of the resistance. If you didn't win, don't worry. We'll have more fun contests in the future. I can tell you right now, one off the top of my head, we might be doing an Empire Strikes Back giveaway with some figures that came out recently. So stay tuned. And last but not least, we have moved our merch store to teespring.com. Instead of teespring, or no, not instead of. I don't know why I said instead of. It doesn't say that. Uh, head to <laughs> <laughs> head to teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast to find TRB gear, which includes updates to current designs, new apparel options, and some new designs, too, including Mando Fan Show, which everyone's been requesting. Guys, the show's yeah. back. The merch is up there. If you want a Mando Fan Show shirt, sweatshirt, etc., it's there. You asked for it. We followed. We 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 give it to you. Okay. And are all the fit are wait no it's not called that one true emperor. Yep. Is it all the Sith or one true emperor? Uh, read the copy. All <laughs> all the Sith shirt featuring the one true emperor. This is a long scoundrel's rundown. Guys, the shirt is really cool. It's red. It's (laughs) got Palpatine on it. It's got his line from The Rise of Skywalker, I am all the Sith. It complements the I am all the Jedi shirt with Rey on the back. Both were John's ideas. James designed them. They look beautiful. Head over to Teespring and get those for you. Don't listen to my ridiculous copy. I'm just... I'm in it tonight, I guess. In it to win it. In it to win it. (laughs) Now we're going to head over to... to <laughs> Bluefin to win. Bring it on. Now we're going to head over to John, who's going to do a better job at reading with Ask the Resistance. John? Don't be so sure, Gilleran. 
Guys, it's time Not for your best. Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? What are midichlorians? Right? <laughs> Am I <Yeah>. right? <laughs> All right, guys, here you we know, go. You know, when we made that, I got a little bit of pushback. I was like, he's asking the question. <laughs> it's a perfect Ask the Resistance question. Yeah. Why did, Why not that clip? James, yeah. every time you have an idea, there's pushback, and then down the road, it's like, that was the best idea. So there you Yeah, go. it's like George Lucas in the Clone Wars. Or the prequels, or Star Wars. Or the prequels, yeah. Or uh, Red Tails, um, I don't know. All right, guys, uh, three questions, one for each of us. So how about that? Yay. Lacey, this one's going to you. What? This is from Rebel Scum Michelle at Baby E Complains. Now, I don't know if this is that Michelle that won the um, our virtual cantina like cosplay. Con- like She did. Cosplay. She's Ray, and she also posted a beautiful picture of her with this her is children Michelle, all right? dressed yeah. up. Yep. Yeah, and thank Great you for picture. your kind tweet. She said she loved finding the tier, uh, being a part of the TRB community and stuff. And um, I remember seeing that, so I just want to make sure that was that. The Michelle. photo was so, so you. cute. You better make that your Christmas card. Yeah, was cute. that was adorable. Um, there's like six of them there, all in awesome costumes. So well With done with lightsabers. Fam. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, and she asked, "Do you think they'd ever do a Disney Plus series with the perspective of the bad guys?" Lacey, what's uh, what say you on this? So off the top of my head, when I hear like, oh, perspective of the bad guys, I think of like a Netflix show. Like that's their thing is like, oh, we can do bad guys and like make it gritty. And like that's Mm -hmm. Netflix. I don't know if I can see Disney doing a bad guy show because even like the Mandalorian in the first episode, you're like, oh, this guy kind of sucks. And then like by the end, you're like, he has a heart of gold. He's wonderful. He's not a bad guy. So do I think they're ever going to make a bad guy series? I don't know about that. So far, we've only gotten good guys. I can't see Disney doing that bad guy spin, although they've done Maleficent, so maybe. Loki and... I don't know. I'm going to say no. I believe in uh, right. Star Wars being about the good guys winning. Mm-hmm. Okay, right on. Um, all right, next one. James, this one's going to you from Keith Miller at K Miller NC. You from North Carolina? Is that the deal? You a Tar Heel, Keith? Let us know. um james with it now concluded what is your favorite story from the clone wars series what's the most underrated i found your podcast looking for stay-at-home distractions and you guys are saving my sanity and tapping into my geek side and he put a smiley face big thank you so um keith i'll just quickly say thank you for that uh anytime people have been saying that have made it feel good but james this one's for you though so what's the deal uh, Keith, it's a good good question. Um, you know, the the recent last four episodes were amazing, so that it's hard to say that that potentially isn't my favorite. Um, classically, I always go back to the Mortis episodes, um, uh, just because I even specifically remember one time, like I was with a friend and I had recently watched those, and I was like, "Dude, you've never watched Clone Wars? We gotta watch these." And we watched like <laughs> all of them again, like. I was like, it just, it's so cool, the stuff that they were getting into and what they were um, trying to accomplish with those. So I I really love the Mortis stuff. But uh, part of this question was an underrated one. And I was was looking through all of them. I'm like, everybody says Mortis. Everybody says, you know, the Zillow Beast and stuff like that. So I was looking for one that doesn't get enough love. And I think that is the episodes that revolve around the Citadel. Uh, The Citadel, to me, um, 
you know, is uh, you see the death of a Jedi, even Peel, and uh, you see, you know, how they, they handle his death, and um, you get uh, Tarkin, uh, and Tarkin at this point is like kind of the first time we see him really kind of in canon, I guess maybe not specifically, but um, in, in the novel, for instance, he talks a lot about his time at the Citadel, so you get that kind of crossover, and it's like, oh man, I'm reading this novel, and I'm really glad I watched those episodes of The Clone Wars. Um, this is when Anakin and Tarkin become friends. There's some, there's some really interesting stuff about how they see how a battle should be won. And you're like, dude, Tarkin is just feeding into the, uh, what becomes Vader. You know what I mean? He's just like, you know, the Jedi do it a certain way, but I totally get why Tarkin is as smart as he is. I think that might even be a better strategy. It's just, um, it's, it's really good. Plus you get, uh, Anakin and, uh, obi-wan and all them frozen in carbonite you know it's like when did this happen this is so cool you would have never guessed this and it's all here uh just in this like you know three episode run it's it's great you know i love it nice the citadel would you consider it the most underrated as well that's what i was saying i was like i was looking at all the different episodes and i was like what's considered underrated you know so I was trying to look for something that like I don't think people generally say is their favorite, but it's probably like number two, you know, on, on most a lot of people's favorites list. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Okay. Um, great answer though. Uh, there's a lot to choose from, and I know it's probably tough for you, but now it's yeah. now it's official because it's it's uh, it's out don't there do that. Um, don't do that. okay next one is coming from jedi knight karina at fire lord karina uh how's it going karina um she asked us why do you think romantic arcs in star wars always end tragically kanan and hera leia and han ray and ben sienna and thane anakin and padme um i i don't i don't know if i agree with that um because star wars is like it's different from real life, of course, and it's also different from standard um, romantic style storytelling because it is a space fantasy that has to do with um, war and conflict and that sort of thing, and heroes and villains and and big deaths and sacrifice and and that sort of thing. So, because you know, like Han Solo died, right, and he gets killed by his son, but him and Leia had a really beautiful moment at the end there and they reconnected with each other. So I don't, I don't see that their romance ended tragically. Um, they had a, a, a really long run and if anything, at the end, it, it became good again and they embraced, go bring our son home. So I separate, I compartmentalize that. Han died, but I don't think the, that meant that their romance ended tragically. Um, so so that, you know, that's one example there. Again, Kanan and Hera too. They loved each other right up till the end. I, I don't. This isn't Romeo and Juliet here. This is a guy who, uh, if anything, showed his love even more by that final sacrifice. And you know, all these main characters in Star Wars have deaths, uh, and these deaths are usually going to be big and impactful and powerful deaths, whether it's a sacrifice or, or or anything down the line, because it's drama and it's a space soap opera. Um, so. Just because they're having these big, like in other words, like a Star Wars character is not going to like die in their sleep. Like a main character is going to be like, oh, did you hear what happened? He uh, he fell down a flight of stairs. 
uh, our Jedi hero what, fell down a flight of stairs and died. You can, know, huh? Can I ask you? Don't you think oh, she's sure. asking though? Huh? I, I genuinely think she's asking though. Yeah. Why do you think they don't die in their sleep? Right. Well, she's saying, "Why do I think romantic arts arcs always end in always end tragically?" And I don't think the arcs themselves end tragically. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm separating the characters dying from the connection of the two people. That's what I'm trying to do here. Um, and some do, sure, but I don't think all of them do. So I I, I separate those types of things because. Um, the characters are always going to have these deaths, as I say. And you know, did Padme and Anakin have a tragic ending to their romance? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't think uh, Ben and Ray did necessarily. He gave his life for her. I think that uh, if if you see that as uh, their thing being a romance, I think that is not a tragic ending for them. He died, sure, but the the bond there wasn't tragic. I think Padme and Anakin is the best example of a tragic ending to a romantic arc. That's what I'll say. The rest, I kind of separate the, the people dying from their connection with their significant other. I hope that made sense. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, we had some more, but we don't have time because, as James said, this was a long one. A resistance report went a long time, but we hope you guys enjoyed all that. But that does bring us to the end of the show. Make sure if you do want to be on the show with a question, we always put feelers out there at our Twitter, at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Uh, so look for that usually Tuesday or Wednesday. And then also, if you just want to get on the show anytime you want, send a question using hashtag ask the resistance. We'll find it and we'll get you up here. So thank you for all of you who just sent your questions in. You always make our show better and we appreciate that. Uh, but make yes. sure everyone listening and watching subscribes to the show. Uh, you can do that on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. So we appreciate that. And share it with a friend because we grow because of all of you and we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Head to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You heard the deal about Patreon before. If you want to support us, sign up. If not, that's cool too. Tier started two bucks a month. Uh, we appreciate all of your support a great deal. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And, uh, of course, back here Thursday and the Mando Fan Show, hosting that deal on Fridays. James, how about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Trunks. Don't got a lot to say, just want to throw to Lacey. <laughs> People can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Lacey Gillerin. All right, guys, that is it. Again, enjoy your weeks. We hope you're well, and we'll see you on Thursday morning with a great episode interviewing Eunice. It's stunt time. Uh, We'll see you guys later until next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast.